0: Welcome to the Foreigners and Fathers podcast, where two nerdy parents take on the quest of parenthood. This is a podcast where we will share and compare our experiences when it comes to life as immigrants, new parents, and some other things in between.
1: Welcome to episode 14, Character Specializations. Hello, man. How you been doing? Yeah, that was weird, but yeah, how you been doing?
0: Yeah, I'm okay, Bruno. How are you?
1: Uh, Apparently having a heat stroke, but I'm, I'm fine. It's been very
0: hot, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. Like My thermostat says that inside right now we're in uh, 29 degrees. Which I know everyone who listens to this in Mexico, especially in my uh, native town where I was born, which is a beach town, they're going to say, yeah, that's a regular Tuesday. But I outgrew it. I'm no longer used to it, okay? So it is very hot for me. I don't like the heat. Yeah.
0: Don't gatekeep being hot, essentially. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. No, no, but I'm,
0: I'm okay, I'm okay. It has been very hot. I think that uh, it's not as hot as I thought it would be, uh, but they were warning, and there were, like, lots of warnings in the, in the UK about, like, advising people against traveling by train and advising people, uh, you know, to keep hydrated and all of that. Uh, obviously, people here are not used to that. The houses are not really built for that. Um, and uh, so it's been a little bit difficult. But, um, you know, you do what you can. Fortunately I've been been—I'm lucky enough that I live close to the beach. We actually after I finished work we did go to the beach just for one hour um, and that actually already covers uh, the second part which is what's new with Mikey because we actually took him and he had his first uh, sea bath so he went into the sea. Uh, first Atlantic uh, Ocean uh, um, you know baptism and uh, yeah he really enjoyed it he was uh, in the beginning he was sort of crying with the waves he was a little bit scared of the waves going like what's going on but uh, then we started uh, taking him in uh, on my lap and then uh, uh, we were splashing on the water and he was like okay I guess this isn't that bad and then he just stayed
1: and he enjoyed it quite a lot oh that's really good well I I didn't go to the sea but i did put a kiddie pool out so there's that um she she liked it a bit she was there with my mom and and holly and they were splashing Mm. a bit and she liked it but as to what's new she i think she grew a bit she she seems a bit taller and also she discovered she has a tongue so sometimes she's, she's eating. Coming. She has a tongue, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes she's eating and she's like, wait, what is this like weird slimy slug I have in my mouth? And starts playing with her tongue, like with her fingers. She's like, what is this? And it's the weirdest <laughs> thing to look at because she's so like interested in like, huh, so weird. <laughs> and she completely stops eating just to play with, with her tongue. So that's that's something <laughs> new that she's doing. And, can you, well, can she's, you believe
0: that they're almost one?
1: I was gonna say she she basically learned that she was about to be one next month, and she's like, I need to start like racing to get there because she she's standing up more. She obviously you have to grab her, but she's running everywhere, sure. and she's she's super chatty now. She she only does one sound, which is ma, but she's super chatty. She's like ma 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 ma, <laughs> like yeah yeah yeah. No, it's, it's hard oh, it's to, to believe. It's, it's, it's been almost a year, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, quite a milestone, isn't uh, it? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, we are, you know, spoiler alert, but we are going to have an episode uh, looking back on this first year, and uh, which will probably come out a bit later. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's come by very, very quickly. Is what I would say. But on to yeah, these, um, these episodes more specifically. Um, this is uh, another very good one because this is another guest episode uh, which we're quite excited about uh, just like we had uh, last week. Um uh, do you want you to give a quick introduction to our guests, Bruno?
1: Yeah, sure, but just before that, do you think we'll manage to actually finish this one? And no, no, definitely I think not. we're going to have to cut it. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely was thinking not. the same. We're, we're <laughs> going to have to cut
0: it and then we'll have to decide whether we record this one and then split it or we'll have to then do, do a part two or invite people back. Um, uh, you know, if, uh, Assuming that they're not going to be traumatized by being with us here. Um, but yeah, I foresee already I was looking at the uh, script that we have, uh, our, like our guidance of what we're going to talk about. And I was like, huh, I don't remember it being this long. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like, this is a freaking library, dude. <laughs> uh, but it, it's good. It means that we have a lot of content. So uh, they'll come back or we'll split this in two. And uh, that's fine. That's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tell you what, why don't you do the intros, given that you did them in the script and they're so actually good. I kind of want to hear you uh, doing them. Uh, You shouldn't
0: have said that. Now if people hate it, they're going to know it was me um so yeah, it, it was part of, of the pressure plan. On me. <laughs> um yeah no that's fine so yes today is as we said uh it's another guest episode and uh, we have we have two people uh with us here today and uh, we decided to go for a different perspective uh so neither of them are fathers at least not yet who knows what the future holds uh but both of them are um natural-born British, uh, and we thought that that would be really good. Obviously, we had the perspective uh, of uh, Elliot last week, but that was more coming from his father's side as well as being British. But this is more just about uh, what it means to be British and how they view us um, uh, from from that perspective. So, uh, the first guest that we have is someone who owes his popularity to South Park. Uh, he's an inquisitive <laughs> contrarian and is always proactive it's our loyal and younger friend david Uh, and uh, david say hi hello and then we have someone else who is a man visually highlighted by how tall he is i know this is audio only so when you're when you hear this voice just imagine someone very very tall Uh, he's passionate about most things and is always willing to lend an ear and this is dan dan say hi hello hey So, um, what we usually do uh, in the podcast is we start with a little bit of an intro, so we would like to give the floor to you guys just to introduce yourselves a little bit, and then there are some questions that we ask of every guest, Um, so uh, in no particular order, but let's start with you, Dan. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, I'm 31, I've been... Living in Brighton for a, a few years now, about six years, I've known uh, you two for most most of that time, I would say, the majority of it. Um, I'm just uh, very very much a chilled out person, liking uh, to do do a bit of exercise and enjoying sports. Like, uh, probably the only person you're going to have on this this podcast that that is going to say this at least to my knowledge, but I quite like football. Um,
0: oh, right. I see, I see.
2: As you can tell from, from this, uh, I'm just going to do a little plea for myself at the moment. If there is anyone out there that wants to discuss football with me, my friends aren't great for it. But, um, yeah, other than that... Oh, but
1: you have to clarify what you mean by football, man. That's oh,
2: soccer. Like... Yeah, just yeah. for just for our global fans and global listeners out there. Uh, although I do, I do really like... Uh, the NFL as well so I follow a lot of yeah, that's I was confused I thought you
3: were yeah, me American too. football yeah same that's what I thought you were You're well
1: like, lucky well, for us it's both yeah lucky for Thank
2: everyone you. it's both um, <laughs> but, but yeah I mean, I, I know you guys from, uh, from from work obviously is how we first met but I feel like we, we really bonded on things outside of work having similar interests um, playing D&D board games and, and things like that but yeah, that's that's a bit of me, really.
0: Perfect. Um, what about you, David? What would you like to tell us about yourself?
3: Um, so I'm 28 years old, very recently made so, and so I'm, I guess I'm the youngest of our friendship group, and I, uh, I currently live in Hove. I think so. Yeah. I think I think so. Uh, I currently live in Hove, which is neighbouring to Brighton and i've lived in and around brighton for the last 3 or 4 years both by myself and with uh, partners and i grew up in lewis which is a stones throw away so I'm, i've never really gone too far in terms of settling down i know that dan's been a bit more uh, he's been a bit more active in that sense he's coming from mm. where he where he grew up but um, yeah, yeah so spoilers I'm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm really passionate about things like uh, video games, Uh, I very much enjoy playing video games, Um, I love music, um, listen to music all day, every day, and uh, I even make some music in a a weird sort of way, so I've been beatboxing for about 11 years now, Um, so that's interesting, and very recently, this is a recent revelation, but I've just gone sort of headfirst into running Um, which sounds a bit odd considering it's so primitive, but I've really enjoyed running recently and I've gone into a load of different running events. And yeah, so my wife and I, we're currently buying a house, which is, uh, for those who don't know, one of the most stressful experiences of your life. And uh, I'm also ginger. Probably those who watch South Park might have gotten the reference in the beginning. So as you can imagine, this heat wave is really killing me right now, so I'm sort of shriveled you in know, the you corner know of a shady room.
0: I heard that there was these uh, cinema theatres that were doing uh, free cinema tickets today and tomorrow for gingers. (laughs) Really? Really! Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not joking. I'll have to find the link. I'll put it in the resources. But yeah, uh, they were doing it like, I don't know what they called it, if it was like Save a Ginger or something like (laughs) that. But essentially, because of the heatwave, they were uh, like, if you show up, it's limited to one ticket per ginger. But you would go there and you could watch a film. Uh, uh, for free, just to get out of the heat.
3: Well, I guess I'm watching cinema tomorrow. Yeah,
0: well, maybe <laughs> you could go for it. I'll, I'll send you the link. Yeah. Yes, Do we
2: know just how uh, ginger we're talking? Like, I've, I've got a little bit of ginger in my beard. Is is that going to get me into the cinema for free or
1: I was going to say the exact same thing. I was going to say like, should I should I just present my beard and be like, I went in. Yeah, maybe. I mean, to be
0: honest, if you're willing to dye your beard and your hair just for a free cinema ticket,
1: I say you deserve it. Yeah, if you're willing to make no, the sacrifice dye it, of becoming a Oh, you do need to dye it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Because basically, my beard has this weird thing that instead of going just white, it's basically losing its shape little by little. So right. it, I have some some hairs that are proper black. I have some white, but I also have some ginger in there. So I was like, "Hey, me, look, look at this evidence. Free ticket, please." <laughs>
0: um, you, you, look, go try, record it, and then
2: you know
1: report back how the experience went. I I just well, like if if anything, they'll just let Holly in, and I'll just stand outside like a dummy. That sounds good.
2: I'd just like to add an idea also. Um, I was at the cinema recently with someone who was worried about taking some food in with them. And I was sort of explaining to them, like, I don't really think they care anymore. I would wager if you went in there with, like, a blatantly obvious bright ginger oh, yeah. wig, they are not going to question <laughs> you. They're just going to let you through those doors.
3: <laughs> yes. And there's that one poor guy who has natural hair that just happens to look like a ginger wig. <laughs> Having a hard time trying to convince them. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. So that's our sense of humor in a nutshell, for anyone who who were wondering.
0: And um, so there are a few questions that we like to ask uh, every guest uh, just to, you know, set a baseline. <coughs> uh, and one of the two, um, and I'm going to leave it open to whoever wants to come uh, to to respond first. Uh, but the first question that we would like to ask is, would you ever consider immigrating? Uh, immigrating and why would you or why would you not?
3: I'll go first. So... Um... Yeah, I mean, I've never given this much thought just because for most of my life I've been relatively happy. I've never really come across a crossroads where I've had to make a decision that involves me moving to another country. Hmm. Um, So I think it's not down to whether or not I'm happy here, but it's probably if an opportunity for a really good job comes somewhere abroad. And it makes sense, sorry. Um, But considering most of the world is out of reach to me just because of my pale skin and ginger hair so the heat <laughs> that's true. won't get on really <laughs> yeah, well yeah,
1: you are banned
3: in most countries <laughs> <it's true>. exactly <laughs> that's a whole separate episode um <laughs> i don't think i would live anywhere else I, I, the only circumstance that i would consider moving is if things in the uk just regressed to a point where i had to think about my children and their future and their potential really, but I've never really thought that the u k has been a necessarily a bad place to live. Yes, we have our issues and problems, and uh, you know we love to moan about them. It's one of our yeah. trademarks, but um yeah, generally, I'm quite happy here,
0: yeah, I mean, if it was that bad, Bruno and I wouldn't be here at the moment yeah, yeah exactly. what about you then
2: well pedro i'm I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, you may have noticed that I didn't say where I was from in the introduction because I, I was prepared for this question and I have listened to the previous episode, number one fan, um, where you talked about <laughs> how difficult it was and the challenges you both went through and what you had to overcome to, to first move to the UK and how you both had very different but also very real and challenging experiences and I thought to myself, these guys don't know struggle. these guys don't understand how hard it was for me to emigrate here from the isle of wight (laughs)
0: Uh, yeah why was it hard
2: well i mean first of all you go into shops here and everywhere just has card machines
1: (laughs) hey throwback yeah dipcon dipcon i like it
2: um No, I mean, in all all seriousness, I moved from a place where I grew up where, I mean, the the Isle of Wight, it may be spelt differently, but it it is very much, or at least when I grew up, was very much an island full of white people. I then moved to uh, university. I went to Plymouth and um, I actually did some community work while I was there, um, helping out with... um, some tension in the area because again it was like 99 percent white people so moving to brighton was a culture shock to me but only in the positive sense um it it was a really good opportunity to sort of explore a a completely new world not that far from home um and i've loved every minute for that reason i i can't say i wouldn't ever emigrate to trail Living in new cultures, but at the same time, I've I've never felt as home as I do here. So I, I I don't really feel the need to. And much like David, I would burn to a crisp if I went anywhere warmer. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think that's a good point, isn't it? I think like most people who live in warmer countries can easily adapt to a colder one, but if you're already living in a cold country, uh, you know, generally uh, colder, then really the only options are to go somewhere just as cold if you're going to go to a place that is hotter unless you really really like it and like for example elliot said that he would like to go to like barcelona uh, but uh, unless you actually really really are passionate about it if you're just kind of meh about it why would you go to a place that is warmer if you're just going to feel uncomfortable in fact i mean i'm, I'm feeling uncomfortable now and i'm from a warmer country and it's just been so hot so. yeah Yeah,
1: exactly and not only that it's the the same can be said for colder countries like you because the problem is you say that you can adapt if you're from a warmer country to a colder country which is true but the problem is colder countries in the uk then you have to go to really cold which is not that easy to adapt either you know like you're speaking proper northern countries which it's not incredibly easy to adapt to that level of cold, especially because it doesn't involve just cold. It also involves the date times are different and it lasts for 12 hours one day and stuff like that. I mean, that is a regular time for a day, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it's it's down to like British heritage or, or years and years and years of uh, reproducing or, or whatever it is, but there, there seems to be, and I don't want to do a spoiler for a story maybe an anecdote for another time here i don't know if you've told it on an episode i haven't had the chance to listen to yet but there are words that people use to describe uh the the color of british people that tend to live in these hotter climates
0: Oh. (laughs) oh yeah no to be honest i haven't covered that uh, not yet. Uh, oh, I didn't
1: know that. No, so that, don't spoil me because that—that's interesting. That seems like an activity Pedro Ooh, will put I'm together to, or something. Uh,
0: I'm going to. You see what I mean? No, 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 no. no. I'm <laughs> going to, I'm, yeah, I'm going to uh, uh, keep you know listeners. Uh, just aching for, oh, what is this? What is this? But uh, it's it's just basically something that Portuguese people call uh, British people, uh, especially in the south of Portugal. But I'll, I'll, we'll go over that uh, in another episode. I think that that will be quite fun. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. So the uh, the other que- one of the other questions we asked is um what is the best piece of advice that you have for the next generation <coughs> now just a quick no- uh, note here as well uh, most of the times when we asked this when we had guests um we they were kind of like next generation that's so weird and i said okay it's just your kids but we wanted to keep this inclusive for our non-parent friends so that you wouldn't have to think about it for your children specifically so Again, what is the best piece of advice that you have for the next generation?
3: Before I answer, can I? I just want to know: Were you surprised by Dan and I's answers to the last one?
0: Uh, n- no, I, d- I don't think so. I wasn't really surprised. I, I d- like I could see either of you leaving elsewhere for a few months if you if you wanted to just as a sort of an experience or something but to be honest no I'm not really surprised and that's not a bad thing uh, mm. I think that uh, British people do go to a few other places quite a lot, but it's usually uh, in other countries that already speak English and sometimes it's temporary, etc. So I think that British people do travel quite a lot and do experience the world quite a lot. But generally speaking, I don't think that you guys are much of people to go like to a different country and to just stay there for the, for the rest of your life. Um, uh, but no, in short, no, I'm
1: not really surprised, no. Me neither, but mostly because... I basically the as I put it myself, the reason why I immigrated in the first place was to increase my quality of life, and I'm not saying that the UK is the best country in the whole wide world, but it's good. Uh, what do you mean? It's not for not- me to be here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I knew that was coming. I was like, I'm just waiting for David to tell me that. What do you mean? It's not. Uh, <laughs> the
3: Queen's guard they're, they're on their way.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I mean, it's it's. It basically as good enough. Uh, I'm sorry. Now you see. Now you made me forget what I wanted to say. But there's no <laughs> tangible logical reason to go. And you do have your families here. You do have your loved ones here. You're not that into. Basically, you're already settled into into the society to the stage that you're in. Obviously, you guys have still a lot to to go through. Uh, but I didn't think there was any need. For moving, mostly people, when they move, they do so because there's a certain need that needs to be met. For example, yeah. if you're if you're a, a, a pensioner, your, your need is, I want to relax, and for me, relaxing means having a whole different experience or something that I didn't do when I was younger, or going to a, a warmer climate, because now that I'm older, the cold doesn't settle with me or something. People doesn't emigrate just for the sake of migrating, so yeah. I don't see you guys as having a need on your life of going anywhere. So that's why the answer didn't surprise me.
2: I mean, I, I, think, I certainly can't speak to all of the UK, but I think English people in particular, they, they emigrate at their convenience is the best way that I'd describe it. Yeah. Well,
1: every, I, I pretty much think everyone in the planet emigrate at their convenience, because why would you migrate if it's not convenient for you? That's, that's the real question. But well, I think more for Maybe UK, two. it's
3: more of a want than a need it's like I'm gonna retire to the south of France or in Spain because it's just warm down there it's never because oh my quality of life is poor here at least that's not the vibe I always get when I see foreign citizens no I agree
1: but I I consider that a a need because they're saying I want to move to the south of France because the climate is better because I have more activities that I want to do A need for me doesn't need to be a basic need, need that's true So they're not migrating simply because of like, oh, uh, like, I mean, there's something underneath that makes them want to go there, you know, whatever the reason may be, that is their reasons for going. So that is their need. So I don't see your guys lacking anything that could be added by moving. So that's what I wasn't surprised. I think, I think for me,
0: uh, what's different is that something that you guys probably didn't go through the same way that bruno and i did Uh, and i'm speaking a little little bit on your behalf bruno but correct me if i'm wrong but i think what it is is starting your adult life being like 18 19 20 like your very early 20s looking ahead and not, not really seeing a future because that's what happened with me the best way i can summarize it is looking ahead and thinking this is it like I didn't see a path forward in terms of improving my life I could see like okay maybe you know I can stay here and have the same life my parents had or you know always struggle or never really feeling satisfied or always feeling like I'm making a compromise or I can try to do something different Um, and you know it doesn't always work out I had friends who moved and then had to come back to Portugal Uh, but uh, it's, it's more about not seeing a future and this is the difference because I never feel like, having spoken with a few British people, I never feel like speaking with them and them looking ahead and feeling like, oh, you know, I have no future in this place, I have to move elsewhere. It's always like, it might not be best, but I'll do the best that I can for myself.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. But
2: no, going I, back a I little bit... You. Yeah, go. Well, I was just saying, I interestingly, I could use a lot of that same um, sort of sentiment in describing... Moving from the Isle of Wight to here, and I'm not saying this to be funny or to, to, to certainly no, not I undermine right. you, um, but like a, a lot of what you said resonated with me there. Like, uh, like is this what I want? Is is this enough exactly. for me? And uh, I think I think it's one of those one of those things like the saying, "Pain is relative." It's like joy is relative, as yeah. well, and motivation is relative, and and what you want for yourself is it's it's all relative. So yeah.
0: I think it's a good comparison. It's kind of like, imagine that, but you're in a completely different country. So Absolutely,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, so. and it's quite co- it's quite common as well. You, you always hear how people just are eager to move from the town they were born, not even yeah. because it was a bad town, simply because they want to know something else. So that's what I mean when I said it doesn't surprise me because I don't see you guys having any need that will be fulfilled by moving. I see you guys as having uh, what you need here and actually that your future involves staying here to get the goals that you were looking for so that's why I wasn't surprised
3: yeah that sounds pretty accurate Um, but yeah to answer the question what is the piece of advice I have for the next generation I I made a note of two things the first of which is to prioritize your life first Um, the reason I say that is because a lot of people especially in today's world where The internet and social media is ever so uh, dominant and it's in more and more, uh, more and more so in people's everyday life. People hear about things uh, that happen in foreign countries and things that are most definitely a lot outside of their control and yet they place a very high amount of importance on those events. And, And I'm not saying that it's not good, or sorry, I'm not saying it's bad to do so, but I'm also saying that you should prioritise your own personal life, your habits, your friendships and relationships, your career, those sorts of things need to come first. Things that you
0: you have control of.
3: Precisely. I think a lot of people tend to neglect Mm -hmm. things that they're in control of, Uh, at the same time they're trying to change the world and and make it a better, better place, but you have to start somewhere, you have to walk before you run. So. That would be my main piece of advice, is try and be aware of things that are going on, but you have to sort your own life out first. And there's definitely a few people in my personal life that I can apply that advice to. They're the prime example of people who have just lost themselves in this... Uh, and social... they're all here on this podcast. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is actually an intervention for <laughs> Dan. <laughs> I knew it. What an elaborate ruse. <laughs> and my you second one. Buzzled again. <laughs> my second one is uh, it's a little cliche, but it's just always do your best and acknowledge your shortfalls. I think a lot of people tend to ignore mistakes that they make, and. Um, People can become lazy. So just always give 100%. If you fail, that's totally normal. It's part of life. And if you fail and you know you gave 100%, then it's a lot better than thinking, I probably could have tried harder. And then you're thinking, what if, what if? And then that's when regrets stay. So just try your best at everything you do. And uh, any mistakes that you make, just be aware of why you made them and try and fix them for next time.
1: I think that's pretty good advice. I mean, I know you said that, oh, it sounds a little bit cliche, but there's a reason why they became cliche, and it's because they work. I mean, it, it is good advice. It is very important for people to, to yeah. acknowledge their, not only their shortfalls, like you mentioned, but also their achievements, because mm-hmm. often people get lost in, in acknowledging either one, but not both. So having that balance is something that I think it's it's very important. So definitely, it's nice to hear it from from someone else and not just from the cliché. So for someone close to yeah. me, being able being like someone that I respect having the same perspective validates me having that opinion. I don't know yeah. if I'm explaining myself. Yeah, and it's
3: it's totally okay to make mistakes. I mean, we're all going to do it. You know, your children will both grow up and they'll make a lot of mistakes in life. I'm sure. And I guess you just have to teach them that it's okay to do that. You just have to learn from them, and uh, either don't make the mistake again or, or adjust something to make sure it doesn't happen again.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. I yeah,
0: think bad cliches, bad cliches, and good cliches. Like that's good cliché. Bad cliché is something like leave, laugh, love. So. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Don't even. Uh, what about, what you, about you then?
2: Well, mine is kind of. I did write mine in a sneaky way because I thought it would be funny to sneak some lyrics into your uh, podcast but there is actually more of a meaning behind mine and again there is a a bit of a story behind it but I think maybe I'll allude to the story and then I'm not sure if if Elliot went into it but uh, I heard Elliot describe a situation that he was in recently with, with his son that I found really actually quite inspiring so no, maybe you exactly. can ask him... Oh, no,
0: maybe we can ask him.
2: Yeah, maybe you can ask him to, to explain it himself when he's when he's on next. But mine is, like, when, when you love life like you've never been hurt, and when you dance, dance like there's no one watching you. And what I mean by that is, love the things you love. Don't let someone else's judgment of your passions derail you from your passions and just find your own way like follow your own path I guess it's uh, I'm very much a a believer of everyone has a path and it's just we don't necessarily need to know where it's going to go for us to make the most out of it and for us to have a fulfilling and and happy life and um, one of the things that can maybe take you away from your path is peer pressure hmm so yeah, that he—I I won't again too much, but um, ask—you can ask Elliot about his his uh, son and the, a My Little Pony doll. I'm sure you must have heard the story.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we heard it, but I don't think it was a broadcast. But you're right; that is a very nice story, actually. Mm. So I think I, so. I mean, we'll have Elliot
0: those. back at some point.
1: Yeah, I I I like
0: this one as well because. Um... I know that i've been guilty of that in the past i've certainly due to a few different reasons but i've certainly prevented myself from loving things or from dancing in a way uh, just because people would judge or people would would think a certain way and uh, i think there's different times in life and some sometimes in life it feels like it's more important than others but in reality when you look back it's really not that much, and as long as you're enjoying yourself, there's always going to be someone else who's going to notice that you're enjoying yourself, and that's a lot more important.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I, I think half the, the when you said, oh, I certainly been. Uh, guilty of that. My immediate thought is, well. Haven't we all? Like, yeah, that's it, fair. That's definitely. a fair point. <laughs> it's not, not just peer pressure, but your own pressures on yourself. So uh, that's. I, I really like how you phrase it. Of don't be afraid to love the things you love, because yeah. it it is something that that happens. And uh, I, again, it is something that has definitely happened to me uh, several times. So it's. I don't know. It's. I. I think. And I'm not saying it. I know it sounds like I'm just uh, regurgitating words because I said something very similar last time we heard advice. But I think they're very complimentary. Both of you guys' advice, I think they're they're pretty much in line with the spirit of each other. So I am I'm really well. I don't know how to properly say it, but it, it's nice to see that I'm surrounded by people that have. Those type of ideas and those type of, oh, uh, well, don't, don't be afraid to be you, especially because we are nerdy. We are going to be, at least if things continue the way they are, we are sometimes going to be criticized for, for our taste. So knowing that my kid will grow up surrounded by adults that are so uh, basically thorough and giving positive reinforcement is something that gives me a little bit of, of tranquility and calm. So thank you guys for for those advice because I think they're gonna be very very much needed. Hmm.
3: Anytime, man. I mean, I'm just putting on this act. You know I'm crazy <laughs> off the podcast. Oh no, right? same.
1: No, I, I know, I know. I actually read enough the script. <laughs> I, I stumbled there for a second because I didn't know if that was an I or an E. But yeah, I think it, I think it went okay. <laughs> um, and on that topic of being nerdy,
0: this is the final question we ask of all the guests. Um, What's the nerdiest thing about you? Uh, Let's start with uh, Dan first. What's the nerdiest thing about you?
2: Well, you've, you've kind of thrown me off a little bit here because one of my notes oh, specifically is right. about David. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I would like to wow, say that pleasure. I did that on purpose just to throw you off, but I didn't. Uh, but uh, when we edit this podcast, we'll just leave it as if I did that on purpose because that's going to yep. be funnier. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> but OK, let's go back to David then. David, what's the uh, nerdiest thing about him?
3: Well, in that time, I just changed my notes so I go after Daniel. (laughs) Oh, this is so annoying. (laughs) No, so, yeah. I have a couple of nerdy um, inclinations. I mean, not so much now, but a few years back, I got really, really competitive towards a certain video game genre, which is Command & Conquer. I think most young men my age grew up... um, Playing that and enjoying the story, and you know, controlling lots of little units and whatnot. But I went sort of headfirst into that, and I used to spend hours every day playing that game until I was sort of top 100 in the world in a one of the games in the in the franchise. Um, so my, if you type in the video game name that I use, um, you'll find lots of YouTube videos starring myself. Uh, Playing some random opponent on a map on a random very small video game So that's my claim to fame.
0: I didn't know I didn't know you were top 100 in the world
3: Yeah, back in uh, my heyday When I was in my prime, if if you can
1: call it that. (laughs) Uh, Before Carpal Tunnel took my victory away. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Father
3: time won out at the end. No, but um, (laughs) another thing is kind of, I mentioned at the start, but my beatboxing as well. So I've been doing it for like 11 years and um, spending hours every day in front of the mirror practicing because that's pretty much the best way to do it because you get to see the shape of your mouth and make sure that you're doing the sounds correctly. And and this kind of the the, both of those things follow a general theme, which is that when I wanted something, I would usually get to the point where I almost neglected everything else in my life just to really hone in on that goal and just pile on all of my focus until I achieved it. Um, So those goals are relatively nerdy. And I think when you were talking about your advice, Dan, and you were talking about, you know, when you love, love, like you've never been hurt, etc., And the, the message from that is don't afraid, don't be afraid for others to judge you. I think when I was improving my beatboxing to a level that sounded actually okay, I received a lot of judgment because, you know, when you first start anything, you're shit at it and you sound terrible or whatever it is that you apply yourself to. And I think, A lot of people give up on the start line um, for a lot of things, learning a new language or picking up a new instrument. And people will always uh, be there to um, give you a reality check. And I think I had to deal with that quite a lot because beatboxing isn't something that is very popular or mainstream. It's not like picking up a guitar and taking piano lessons, for example. It's quite out there. And so I've always prided myself on the fact that I... I'd never really paid much attention to that and just go for what I what I really enjoy. I knew I liked it, I knew I liked listening to it, and so I invested a lot of time and effort and I can now do it. So yeah, very pleased with that.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but you have also won prize for that, haven't you?
3: No, I'm not good enough to win, but I have
1: You did go
3: to Yes. I was ranked in the top thirty two in the UK. Ah, there we go. So you know, I have seventy million people that live that's here. That's good. pretty good. All I mean, of which don't like... know how to beatbox.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: <Cal>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you all have the same anatomy as me, guys. So you know, you're just all very lazy. What can I say? I can say? neither confirm or deny that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's good. Uh, so, what what's your follow up to that?
2: That. Uh, well, I think we can all agree, first and foremost. That competitive Command and Conquer is most definitely nerdy. Oh
0: my god! Yes. That would have been so funny if you started with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> David's, David's like, "What?" Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have
2: it would have thrown us off a little bit. Let's be honest; the the rhythm would have been affected. Um, but yeah, no. Just just going back to what you were saying just before I go into mine, uh, David. Like and. Imagine how different the the Friday of our first week at, at work would have been when we we did a little show for I the know. room.
3: I know it felt so embarrassing, wasn't it? I know. It was ho- it was absolutely group, horrible. Like a performing monkey. <laughs> yeah,
0: for, for context, we all started working at the same time and uh, uh, because No, we didn't No, well, oh, not, not Bruno. Not Bruno, but uh, he uh yeah, he started a bit later, but uh, He doesn't me... matter. yeah exactly (laughs) now me Dan and David started uh, on the same job at the same time and uh, in the first week uh, we had to introduce ourselves break the ice all that you know normal corporate kind of stuff and uh, uh, one of the things was like what's different about you and uh, him beatboxing and Dan singing yes here we go, singing, Dan. Um, we uh, we we kind of collectively peer pressured them into beatboxing and singing for us uh, at the end of the day. Um, so that that was that was good. That was fun. I enjoyed yeah. it, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I thought it was really good.
3: Yeah, but they they made Dan beatbox and they made me sing. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm, I'm I'm always gonna have that on my HR record for all of the uh, awful offensive sounds that.
0: Yeah, it's just not
2: not not a good one to go down. If, if you're not a professional beatboxer, I can just, just just leave it at home. Leave it for the the thirty two <laughs> professionals that the UK has.
0: The seventy million excuse
2: me. No no David said he came thirty second so that I know that there's at least oh. thirty two.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
2: um but to answer the question eventually, um I'd say the nerdiest thing about me is my love of Star Wars I think mm. um, like I to, to, to put it into context for you I started listening to the audiobook for the Ahsoka um, book that, that has come out in the um, one of the series and I, I, I just remember the the smile that came across my face when I pressed play Without realizing, it was a bit of a blind listen in a sense. But I went, I went in. I don't know, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But I went in not knowing that the, uh, the 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 person that was reading the audiobook was the voice actor for Ahsoka in the cartoons in the Clone Wars. Right, 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 right. Um, and I just remember li- literally like walking to work, playing it for the first time, and just grinning from ear to ear. And I think that that is incredibly nerdy to admit out loud. So. Yeah, my love of Star Wars. Like I, I I read up for hours sometimes, just reading up on the lore of the different planets and characters. And yeah, I just I love it so much. I'm I'm currently on my second watch of the um the whole thing from start to finish, um including like all the cartoons and the movies like in chronological order. Um, so I thought I'm going to add some of the books in on top of that because I I guess there's just a, a a bit more of a world to explore there. Um I know not all of it's canon, but there's some really good books out there that I've never read before. And, yeah, I'm quite excited to... I have to, a question,
3: uh, Dan, hmm. as as a massive fan. what What is your take on the newest Star Wars releases in, like, movies? The I've not seen them. The sequels, yeah. I've not seen yeah. them myself, but I have heard that they've received very, very mixed reviews.
2: I think there's there's things for people to enjoy in there um i i i think they caved a little bit under the weight of pressure and the um the the impatience that hollywood has to get movies out on a schedule deadline um Mm. it, it it became very very evident that someone came in they had one film which was a lot of throwbacks. There was a, a a lot of similes between that. It was one of the biggest criticisms was... There was a lot of similes between that and the, the older films. Which I didn't particularly mind. So long as it was going in a direction. It was sort of a, a clean slate for the series if you will. And then all of a sudden there was a new director. That was coming in for the, for the second of the, that trilogy. And it felt very much like they just didn't agree Same. at all. It was so disjointed. They didn't agree at all with where the direction of the movies was going. So they were like, "Mm, I mean, we could do this. But have you considered that we're now going to be doing this? And it all went off in that direction. And then the original director came back that did the the first of the trilogy. And spent probably 60% of the movie just trying to undo the damage that the second movie caused. So I think... If any of them were individual movies, they may have been received a lot better, but because they got put mm-hmm. into a trilogy that was that disjointed, I think it it didn't really work. But I mean
0: Yeah. I, I can't believe, David, that he- Dan just says that he's super nerdy about Star Wars, and you just go like, "What do you think about the sequels? Like, do you want to derail this entire podcast episode? <laughs> like, Dan, we'll invite you back, and we'll do an entire episode on Star Wars if you want. <laughs> we can discuss as much as you want. But I'd otherwise, if we continue on this path, we're going to stay here another five hours. I mean, that was my Cliff Notes same version. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. That was your Cliff Notes version, David. You, you you stay shut otherwise. <laughs> don't ask that any more questions about Star Wars, please. Um, but I will say this. Being a Star Wars fan is constantly living in pain. So, um, yeah.
2: Yeah. And sort of the more passionate I feel about the Star Wars, the, the more I feel the need to detach myself from Star Wars fans because I I love Star Wars, but I also don't want people to think of me as one of those Star Wars fans. You know, it's quite... Maybe this will be changed in the future. I don't know. Maybe Twilight fans will be seen as the worst fans in the world. But right now, it is most definitely Star Wars fans. I think we can probably agree on that one. Mm.
0: Probably. Mm. I mean, I have the same feeling, but about Rick and Oh Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I I think that's the worst fan base. (laughs) Yeah, at least at the moment, I
0: think it is. But, yeah. Cool. Um so thank you very much for that guys because uh questions that we ask of everyone um and uh, it helps really understand how nerdy our friends are and what what their perspectives are Uh, but moving on to a little bit of uh, the more meaty questions um, the first one that i've got here is uh, something that we're quite keen on getting your perspective on and um, it is about how we met and um, what impact did and does having a foreigner have when we met and when we became good friends. So what, what sort of impact, how is it relevant about our friendship? I'm just looking at the notes I
3: made, I don't know why I put the first sentence that I wrote Alright, <laughs> so no, no, no. no no no, be brave You absolutely have to read it now word for word If you <laughs> okay. don't, i This just gives you an idea of my sort of humour but I wrote this on a whim I think, this is just spitballing i just said good friends is certainly a stretch don't kid yourself the main impact (laughs) is that i'm not allowed i'm now allowed to be casually racist because i have foreign friends
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's you summed up Uh, yeah Yeah. yeah. that's your your sense of humor (laughs) (laughs) not being racist Um, but your sense of humor yeah
3: (laughs) yeah (laughs) hey we call him racist dave Uh, but no to answer that seriously i mean so we met so I met Pedro because I started work at the same time. I, I worked, I work even today at the same company as him. And we've been working there together now for coming up to six years uh, in a yeah. week, actually. And um, yeah, I think the main impact is that it really opened my eyes to different ways of life. Because I think it's fair to say that typical British um, reputation is that we're quite short-sighted when it comes to other cultures and other ways of life i mean aside from takeaways we never really <laughs> dip our toes too too deeply into the sea of different cultures that are out there and myself i came from a relatively poor family so we never really travelled extensively you know we went to spain uh, here or there like once every few years so i never really got to experience or joy enjoy different cultures And I I wrote an example here, which is that before working at where I work now, I had never eaten feta cheese. I had never eaten olives, which is just crazy to me. Feta cheese
0: I get, but olives is is crazy.
3: Exactly. And that's just to kind of say, like, that is how uh, culturally short-sighted my uh, life was until I had moved to Brighton and met so many different people. open myself up to different cultures different foods and now you know feta and olives they, those are two of my favorite foods now and so i feel like <clears throat> my british bubble was popped so to speak and now i'm very much open to trying new things and yeah i love it i i, I think the the benefits of having friendships of different sort of cultures is is amazing you can learn so much about other people and other places in the world, and and I think since I've become friends with uh, foreigners, I've travelled a lot more and to a lot of different places as well. I've gone to Eastern Europe, I've gone to Canada. And, you think uh, it's related? I think so. I think there is a correlation, and I think I'm definitely more eager to go and travel and go and experience new places, and I think that's partly due to the. Uh, description that you give of your home and and you know an example is that pedro and i we went to portugal a few years ago and we drove from the south to the north and i would have never done anything like that had i not had the inspiration and and kick up the ass to go and do something like that because that's so mm-hmm. out of my comfort zone and it's definitely helped me challenge the definitely helped me challenge the introvert in me for sure mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Well, you're not eating olives because of me because I hate olives. But... <laughs> don't blame that's me good. for this. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, what about you, Dan?
2: Um, I do. I just just have a little tangent because I don't it. know if it's, anyone it's said this. It's not Star
0: Wars related. I would <laughs> no, I haven't
2: seen Star Wars. I mean, I could make a Boba Fett pun if that helps, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, it's it's
2: not Star Wars related. I don't know if anyone's ever said these words before, but I actually have a feta anecdote that happened to me today. Um, so, uh, my 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 mum, and we all love parents, right? So, and how they communicate with us. She she did message me this um, just today, saying that she had some halloumi, and she hadn't. She didn't know she would tried halloumi before, and she asked me if I liked halloumi, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, it's fine, but it's quite a strong." cheese for, for me and I sort of meant in the way that it tastes it's strong but her reply was I think you must be confusing it with feta <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so, yeah,
3: cheese so of the gods at
2: 31 years old my mum was just convinced that I couldn't possibly know the difference between the two <laughs> cheeses <A little> <laughs> <laughs> that taste absolutely nothing alike have no way a similar texture but yeah
3: yeah and the way that you prepare them is completely different oh well.
2: so different what you have them with like the, the only thing that they have in common really is that they're both considered cheese like let's be Jeez, honest
0: yeah <laughs> Um, I,
3: you know what, Dan? I was just thinking of cheese-based Star Wars characters on the fly, and the best I could do was Olive 1 Kenobi. It's not even a cheese, I'm sorry. I've completely let you down.
2: This isn't my I podcast. I feel like we should just end the podcast I, now. I'd feel more comfortable <laughs> if you left.
1: <laughs>
2: if I think uh, so of so any others, I'll what about the
3: interject.
1: What about the actual question, then?
2: Uh... <laughs> I mean no one cares about that now do they no I've, I've got an answer for that too. Um, so I think perspective is has been a, a huge part of it for me so um, you are literally both the first person from your country that I've met. So until not, I met no you
1: pressure.
2: until I met you Pedro I'd never met a Portuguese person before not once. Um and that, that is technically true, well, because I it. think I met you before I met Sandra. Um, and... Uh, Bruno, I, I think you're still possibly the only Mexican person I've met. Um <laughs> knowingly anyway. <laughs> but uh that wasn't supposed to sound uh, vindictive, but it did. Yeah. Um <laughs> all those victims. <laughs> I was just gonna say
1: Yanis' wife is Mexican, so
2: Yeah, uh, oh no, that's true. That is true. Okay, two I've met two. Um but yeah, you were certainly the the first, so um it's it's been a quite a sheltered life for me in terms of international friendships until i moved to brighton um even when i went to university there was one italian girl i think there was a greek guy and that that was it it was it was it still wasn't like the, the most varied of, of, of cultures so it's it's been very eye-opening getting to sort of learn about your lives and hear your perspectives on things and sort of learn from you because um, I I feel like I've grown more in the last six years that I've lived in Brighton than the 25 years before that Um, and I put a large part of that down to the friendship groups and the people I surround myself with so um, that's one side of it I think but um, how you've sort of touched on my life in the biggest way particularly you pedro but also more recently you bruno is um just being there for me like a lot more than i would ever expect you to be there um and i think david can probably agree with with this um but like at, at moments of rock bottom you, you find out who the people are in your lives that are truly worth your time and worth investing in and worth caring for and um, like I I, I have, been, have been in situations before where I, I had nowhere to go and even before I had nowhere to go I remember I remember it well you, you told me like if uh, if it comes to it and you need to turn up with a bag at my door you, you don't even need to ask you just, you just turn up and, um, like, Bruno, more recently you, like, just checking in on me when I've had problems with mental health and just telling me that if ever I want to just call and talk about things or just talk about anything, that you're just the phone call away. Um, I haven't had that that much from a lot of my British friends. So, again, I don't know if that's you guys as people. I think maybe the biggest shout out here is, like, Kids, if you are listening to this in the future, your parents are awesome people, and uh, you should help them.
1: Mate, I didn't sign up name for crying. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Let's go back to Star Wars. <laughs> I've got another name. I've
2: so you'll make tenets. me teary if we talk about Star Wars.
0: <laughs> it's Cheese <Chispaque. laughs>
2: Oh Oh my god! Thank you
1: so much for that, man. It's going to be just me and Bruno left now. That you also need to leave.
3: Ultimate move is (laughs) now getting a sponsor for this podcast. That's cheese based. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to do it. I uh that was a good
1: sponsor. That will be sweet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was really, really good, uh, though, Dan. Uh, I I really appreciate because uh, it. It's really lovely, and the offer is still there, you know. Um, if you, uh, you, you know, if someone's going to show up that I know at my door with the bag or something like, I need a place to crash. Like, I'm not going to say no. You know what I mean? Like, I can, I can only imagine it's not going to be because they're taking advantage of me. It's because they're going through shit. And if you are taking advantage of me, then I'll just kick you out. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, no. But I do, I do really uh, appreciate it. You're welcome. Perfect. Um, so what would you say, um, Are cultural differences that we have and that we may not even realize. So what I mean by this is that obviously, you know, we come here. We've talked quite a lot on this podcast about uh, some of the cultural differences that we are aware of, uh, some of the ways that we behave, that we know, like, oh, this isn't the way that British people behave, etc. But there are definitely things where we go, uh, okay, well, this is, you know, that we don't notice that it's different, but you notice because it's been your environment all along. So when you look at that What kind of things do you think that are different than you would expect, uh, culturally speaking, but that we might not even be aware of?
3: Yeah, so I'll go first. I think the one that I put first and foremost, which I find very strange is... Um, and I don't know if it's... don't I don't, don't want to be racist here. Let me just say this. (laughs) It's always a good start. I'm not a racist, (laughs) but... Yeah, nothing good comes before... But I do tend to notice this a lot with uh, Spanish-speaking people, um, is that they love to send voice messages. Send and receive voice messages. It's just not something that happens in this country, at least not in my experience and not what I've seen. Um,
1: Oh, no, you're not being racist. I hate it. I, yeah, I didn't notice if it was us, but it, it does happen to me, and I'm like, yeah. you, you could text like I, I don't like phone calls. What makes you think that I don't like voice It's text? just so weird <laughs> yeah, to me no. that,
3: and I, you know what, on a on a really objective level, I get it. It's probably easier than having to text a wall of uh, text, and it takes a lot of time, and you know that carpal tunnel's not getting any easier since my Command and Conquer days. <laughs> But uh, it's just really bizarre to me. And I think another one which is more bigger picture is, like, here, we don't really tend to have stray animals. And my wife, she recently went over to Greece for a a long weekend with some of her friends. And every other picture I was getting from her were just hordes of stray animals, the street cats. And it's just so weird to to think that, you know, British absolutely adore cats and dogs. Those are the two most common pets in this country. i have say. I don't even need to look up those statistics. I'm pretty sure that's that has to be true. And yet, in other countries around the world, they're not kind of viewed in the same light, and and they don't. They're not, you know, a lot of them aren't domesticated. I mean. To give you a very quick anecdote, my uh, there's a stray cat that sort of lived uh, at the end of the block of flats that I live in and for the last week or so I've been uh, going there at about five o'clock and just uh, giving him some wet food and just sitting with him for 15 minutes and last night we went, uh, I went to collect the bowl and um, he had been captured by a um like a rescue voluntary rescue organization and i just think that it's so weird that there are so many stray animals in other countries where those sorts of organizations don't even exist because they've kind of culturally accepted the fact that there are loads of strays and that's just normal to them so those are the sort of main cultural differences that i i could think of
2: i mean even even more so to add to that david um, people in this country adopt animals from other countries mm. um for, for that reason like even taking it that like the, the next step further I, I can't imagine that being done in many other places mm. elsewhere in the in the world but may, maybe i'm wrong
0: i actually got a perspective from a veterinarian once about why that happens and it's not exclusive to um to like Greece or Portugal or anything because what he was telling me is that it has a lot to do with the policies around castration and spaying cats Um, and I think part of it is cultural like I remember speaking to like Portuguese people and everything and castrating a cat or spaying a cat is seen as as like oh but like how could you do that or something like that but actually it's for the benefit of everyone and uh, uh, it's for the benefit of society to avoid stray cats people think a lot of, about castrating or spaying cats but not so much about the stray cats on the street and uh, uh, i didn't think i was going to get political so fast but anyway um <laughs> uh, but yeah in any case the uh, so that's kind of what happened so he was saying that it has to do with that, that the uk is very very good at promoting and very very good at um <clears throat> Uh, uh, ensuring that the cats get spayed and castrated, even the ones that are on the street. So that means that you don't have stray litters and that you don't have all of those issues. And I think what happens in some of those countries is that it just kind of goes out of control because you have to pay some money in order to castrate and spay all the cats around. So you kind of have to rely on people doing it. And because in some of those countries people don't like to see, they don't like really the perception of having a castrated or spayed cat, then it just kind of happens and cats wander around it's warmer yeah. so cats go more outside so there's a few different reasons but that's, that's what the veterinarian pointed to.
3: That makes sense and I think it's weird because it's definitely normalized over here to spay and and uh, neuter your cats. I mean both of my cats are neutered and I think it's more weird if I hear that someone hasn't neutered or spayed their cats. Yeah
0: exactly.
1: That's yeah, definitely the culture here. I know for a fact that in Mexico there's still, uh, basically, there's still a custom among mostly older people. The the culture is definitely changing, but there, there's still the the belief that oh, poor animals, you should let them have, uh, like, yeah. So I don't know how (laughs) to say the, the word in English, una camada, but. Uh, they should have babies once, basically. Again, I, I don't know how to say the litter. There we go. You, they should be able to have a litter once before spraying them. And there's definitely a lot of like homeless animals, like for uh, strays. There we go. That's the word. I, I was looking for
2: homeless animals. animals. That's a, yeah, That's so cute. Well, the I like, thing is, I like it, I like it. a lot yeah. of homeless
1: people have animals with them. They're, yeah, dogs yeah. to keep them company. So do you, do you refer to the homeless as wrong. stray people? Yes. Yes, yes. I haven't to this point, but I'll, I'll definitely start now. It's a really uh, bad
2: stray problem around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell you what,
1: it's actually such a common view. That yeah. in Mexico they say if you're going to a taco stand, if there's dog around, it's safe because dog doesn't eat dog. Because there's this urban legend that a lot of taco stands use dog meat, blah blah blah. So there's a common also saying that says like, oh, if you see dogs around, don't worry because dog don't eat dog. So it's gonna be safe to eat the taco there. And luckily so,
0: enough, there's always dogs around. So <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, it,
1: it it is very ingrained in the in the culture that strays are not something people concerned about as much as they do here again that is changing I, even though i'm far away i'm a little bit aware of just how much that is changing but it was definitely a thing when i was growing up like you would you would see hounds of stray dogs just like patrolling the streets and stuff
0: cool um and you then notice any differences that we don't notice ourselves
2: um probably not that you don't notice yourselves not so much a cultural difference i can never people always when someone asks me this question about about something that that foreign people do differently there's there's always one example that is this comes to my mind but i can never think of and i'm sure this makes really interesting listening but it's swapping right. the words <laughs> swapping the words over at an end of a sentence and i think that maybe comes from the way that it's spoken i guess in in yeah. your language, but it's like the final two words at the end of sentences will sometimes get mixed over. Do you know what I mean?
0: I think I know what you mean. Let me see. It's kind of like... Uh... Is it
3: is it based on the fact that we put our words in a different order, so instead we would say red yeah.
0: car, you would say car, car red. red. I guess in English yeah. we would never say car red, though. No. Um, I'm just thinking of if there's any example in English of a sentence that we would say
3: uh, I'm with you Dan I, I can succinctly I remember scenarios where people have muddled the words even when they're writing something or saying something but I mm. can't say an example I just can't think of one I can never well, think our listeners never can of give mind. us an example Yeah, yeah.
0: send us an example if they have
2: um, yes. but yeah like um I guess speaking on the phone is is one that I would say maybe it's an Isle of Wight thing, but like a lot of my friends hated speaking on the phone to the point where I would often just score free takeaways by agreeing to be the person that called. Um, they just they just <laughs> absolutely would not do it, um, and I don't know. I, I've not picked up that problem with either of you. I've never seen you sort of mention the f- hating phone calls in in that way um, right. to, to to the degree to the to, to the degree where you'd pay someone else to do it. Certainly, um, but yeah, yeah. Other than that, it's 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 difficult, really, because I maybe if I knew more people from your 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 cultures, I mean, it, the 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 thing that got us onto the um, the the. Story once of of stereotypes and and the the thing that you 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 expand yes. upon in a, in a future episode without being too uh, too uh, clued there. I think yeah. I, I think um what what was it I said to you before? I said you, you said something along the lines of I haven't really experienced much racism or or, or any prejudices. In, in Brighton or since I moved to the UK yes, it's not really been right, something yeah. I've experienced that much and I I said with all due respect I just I think maybe a lot of British people just don't know enough about your culture hmm. um and it's it's almost like a there's not so much uh engagement I guess between the, the two maybe again this comes down to my, my personal thing um, my, my, my own ignorance and, and lack of knowledge and lack of exposure but it's I, I've, I've never heard anything in terms of, of, of uh, a stereotype about a Portuguese person, I'm sure there are plenty and I'm sure that a lot of them are from your neighbouring countries um, more so than, than here but um, yeah in terms of like knowing things that are native to your culture that you might not realise differ from ours, it's, it's quite a difficult question to ask I think and the same for for mexico i mean i'm exposed to more american television than i am television that might maybe sort of show me portuguese stereotypes so i know like i mean i've i've, I've joked about it with you just the other day bruno about some of the the stereotypes we've seen like with, with consuela and things
1: yeah <laughs> Ooh, yeah yeah Um, No 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 me clean Lemon Pledge.
2: No no. Lemon pledge. lemon pledge. Exactly. So like with with that it's I mean that is our
1: national anthem though.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's more exposure, but it's it's not what I would say, learning about your culture. It's more learning about the uh the twisted views and perceptions yeah. <laughs> that Americans have of your culture rather than your actual culture. And we um, all know
0: that Americans are very sensitive to these kind of things.
2: Yeah, the, the only thing that I do know uh, in, in terms of Mexican culture is that you could be anywhere else in the world and if you put a yellow filter over the lens you're in Mexico.
0: Oh yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Uh, yeah, I've been watching Better Call Saul and that's um, that's certainly tracks.
1: Yeah, we we invented sepia, so yeah. it, it's yeah. kind of like <laughs> our thing.
0: Yeah, national like sports. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay, so um, <laughs> oh, again, silence. yeah. Well, I was thinking whether you wanted to step in or not, but um, I think that. Uh, again as we predicted it's getting a bit of a longer one so in the interest of um ending this episode and I'm sure that at some point we're going to have you guys uh, back to a part two or back to another topic of these Dan will then we'll need to do your Star Wars episode at some point where you can rant about Star Wars and we can commiserate <laughs> together. Uh, or you know just celebrate the nice things about it. Um, yeah, you but... can be
1: the you can be the Star Wars godfather of her kids. Like the first time they see Star Wars is with Uncle Dan.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah. That yeah, would yeah. be my absolute pleasure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be funny, that would be funny. <laughs> um, so just going to the last question that we have for you today, um, it's uh, about the idea of parenthood. Obviously, you know, as we said in the beginning, uh, neither of you are parents, at least not yet. And uh, uh, when you look at us about, you know, how we change when we became parents, how our lives change, what our lives are like at the moment. Um, Would you say that your idea of parenthood changed? Uh, Is there anything that you learned from us, either as just fathers or being foreigners and fathers? Hey, that's the name of the podcast. Um, Grown credits. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So anything like that that changed? Um, And can I go with you first, Dan, or am I going to throw you off again?
2: Uh, hang on, let me see if I've thrown any shade on David in my notes on this one. Just, just
1: before you do that, I want to to add a little bit, which is suicide because the the episode is running quite long now. But I just want to add, not only like what have your your parenthood, your ideas of parents changed, but how do you see parenthood affecting us? Or so how have we changed as parents? Obviously, mm. in, in our quick quick liner the,
2: don, don, please don't go into a rant <laughs> I mean it's there's always a risk with me let's be honest but I'll try and keep it snappy <laughs> um, so I, I, I've said this to you before Bruno and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way at all but I, as I'm not a parent I, I don't have the point of reference but when I I grew up having pets my whole life and I loved them but they were the family's pet you know and one day i got my own dog and it was my responsibility and it was mine to to care for and to teach and to to watch grow and um the 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 pride and love that i felt was unlike anything i've ever felt before and i i think that's one of the things i've seen in you times a million i guess is is that like it's, it's so evident that what, what I felt like pales in comparison to that if that makes sense it's like seeing that that new capability of of love I, I suppose is the best way of putting it the pride that you both have um, that I, I feel even weeks ago or mump, months before you you became fathers rather you you, you could have quite easily joked. About people showing pictures of their kids to to their friends, and now you're 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 doing it yourselves, and I'm I'm happy that you are because I'm like totally on board with with your, seeing pictures of your kids, and I. I I love hearing about their I stories don't and it. watching them grow. No, you, you don't, to be fair. And Oh, I the...
1: definitely do, but I don't care. I went full in. <laughs> I, I, only I, I, only I Petra just, does, really. I actually just <laughs> bought the, the khaki shorts yesterday and the new ballast tennis shoes with the long white socks. And so I, I'm already starting my, my uniform, that. I mean, that uniform. You see, there we go. I did the exact same thing that, that we were talking about. I made There's our example. The... Hey, <laughs> there we go. The
0: example.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's it for me, really. Like, um, I would love to to have that in the future. I'm single at the moment. And there's my shout out for the end done as yeah, well. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. I was going Don't to need to plug. It. So he does up
0: <laughs> if you liked his voice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do sing as mentioned earlier oh that <laughs> is true you'll sing sound... the
0: Star Wars
1: episode
2: uh, yeah deal I'll, 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 I'm sure there's a song in the Star Wars holiday special that I can yeah do. the
1: Ewoks you can sing the Ewoks
2: song <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah uh, it's seeing you guys have that has definitely and being, being closer to it has, has definitely made me open my eyes to it more but it's not something I think about tremendously at the moment.
0: Yeah, fair enough. What about you, uh, David?
3: Yeah, um, that was a really great answer, Dana. And actually, when you were talking about um, your dog and and the kind of unconditional love that you feel for your dog, I, I thought back to when I first got my two cats. And, you know, there are a lot of similarities that I observed. My experience getting cats, and and obviously you guys having your firstborns, <laughs> and that's not to say that my cats are as important as your children, but it is to say that it it's a similar sort of experience that you go f- yeah. through. In no, that-
1: I I completely get it. Like it, it is it is similar to you. Maybe it won't mm. be similar once you have a kid and you were like, oh, it's not completely similar. But to yeah, you right now, yeah. it is very similar. So it's I a similar. It.
0: It's the most similar thing you have. Exactly. But like
3: the idea that there's this thing that you, you, you have now just from one day to the next and it can't really look after itself very well so you have to feed it and uh, give it sustenance and make sure that it has a comfy place to rest and it doesn't really do much for the first few weeks of its life or even for humans a lot longer and yet you somehow adore this thing more than anything you've ever loved in, in your life. and. Yeah. To kind of see that side of you both is really lovely and uh, you know it's safe to say i spend a lot more time with pedro than i do with bruno and uh you know to see the bond that you have with nico and to see nico growing up it's definitely inspired me to some degree i mean i had a little bit of a rocky childhood and my relationship with my father even today isn't well it's not there at all so Uh, from that I had a very strong drive to be the best father that I could be and I think having friends close to me that are what I would consider exemplary examples of fathers has definitely helped fuel that fire I think that the real challenge for parenthood is actually determining what the best father means because a lot of parenting is subjective and a lot of people find their own way and kind of you know wing it a lot of the time not in a bad way but there's so many different personalities and even babies and and some babies react well to different things and different stimuli so all i can really do is just observe you guys uh, doing your your best and you know if either of your kids turn out <laughs> fucked I'll up then you know how <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll know <laughs> to ignore your parenting techniques <laughs> <laughs> No,
0: that that's really uh, that's really nice. Thank you. Uh, that's really appreciated. Um,
1: yeah, it's lovely. So, well, okay. I guess we're coming to to an end. So we'll we'll just say our, our goodbyes. But as is tradition here, I guess Dan already uh, went ahead a little bit. Um, <laughs> Did he? But yeah, but anything you want, st- a, a, a shameless self plug, and we he already <laughs> plugged himself. Oh wait, that that sounds weird. Well, yeah. So anything you guys want <laughs> to, to promote?
2: I'm actually you know, trying to better. plug others. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's <a> problem. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> so what do you what do you guys want to uh, to promote? What have you been up to that you want to uh, tell others about? Uh, other people to get excited about? Whether it's something that you're doing, something that you're promoting a business, whatever it may be.
3: So right now I'm. My wife and I are actually watching this show that Pedro has introduced me to and now which we are very, very hooked on and it's called Survivor. It's an American uh, game show. <laughs> it's not a game show, is it? It's more like reality TV meets uh, Bush Tucker Trials. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, it, it's it's very hardcore and, and the premise is that you get a bunch of strangers and you put them on a remote island with very minimal survival um, supplies and then they are subjected to the harsh conditions that they are now they find themselves in and every every sort of three days or so they do a challenge and the losing team or the losing individuals go to a tribal council where one of them gets voted off each episode and eventually there's one survivor left and they win a prize which is i think a million dollars every season and it's just it's it's very trash tv that kind of uh ballpark but it's just so good and they've the narrative is so well done and yeah there's so many great moments already of the seasons i've watched and yeah i recommend that to anyone just watch one season um and if you don't like it you don't like it yeah season 28 28. if you don't like it that's fine if you do then keep going and uh, most of the seasons are pretty amazing um, and the other thing is Park Run. so Park Run is a weekly 5k run which you can just turn up to and run it's completely free it's based on volunteers and there's they have like hundreds of locations throughout the uk and i think it's a really good starting point for those who are feeling a bit lazy at this time of year you know especially in the summer and maybe they're not happy with their body for example i mean i'm very guilty for that i I'm very critical of myself.
1: Stop calling me out.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But Parkrun really helped me um, get into a different gear. And it's a bit of a stepping stone to bigger fish. Uh, But you don't have to pursue that if you don't want to. But yeah, I've really enjoyed Parkrun. I've been running it most weeks for the last four or five months now. And I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, And actually, we are planning to do it together, I think, Dan, at some point when our weekends are both free. Um, But yeah, it's something that you can do with a friend or by yourself and and you can get a time or you don't have to be timed at all. You just go along. Lots of people run with you and it's really nice to run in a group and it feels like a really good community effort. So I recommend that to anyone who's feeling a bit lazy, wants to change their fitness in any sort of way and doesn't really know where to start. I mean running clubs or anything like that. Parkrun is a really good way to uh, to get back into fitness
1: good good thank you for that and what about you dan yeah besides yourself anything you want to to promote then
2: i'm glad you said promote this time <laughs> um not <laughs> not really um one thing I, I will i guess it's not really a promotion but i was listening to um probably your, your biggest rival podcast um that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. I mean, you're basically, oh, yeah. you're basically both yeah, yeah. there, right? right. So, We're going to um...
1: catch them soon, don't worry. I heard, I heard the other day talking about us, and I was like, yeah.
2: Oh, all, all the time. If, if you're not aware of the rivalry, I can assure you, as an avid listener, they most definitely are aware of the rivalry. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I was listening to the guy that plays Dennis just sort of saying, I decided one day that I wasn't going to be in back pain anymore and it's kind of changed my life recently just like I stopped avoiding doing the things I would always avoid so yeah like doing yoga every day for the last three months I've gone from very uncomfortable annoying back pain every day to, to not really feeling the pain anymore and feeling a lot stronger so yeah It's probably a very easy thing to to plug, but yeah, do yoga, people. It's good for you.
0: (laughs) Nice.
3: I like it. That's a great motto. It's like a good business slogan. Do this, it's good for you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah, Definitely. Perfect. Um, Oh, one final thing, actually, that I forgot to mention at the start, but for some really weird reason, I just thought that this whole podcast recording would be over... The music that you play. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very disappointed. How does everything
0: works? I know. We can play it for you next time if you want, just so you have it in the background, just so you really can get into no,
1: it. No, 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 no. I think what he's saying, he's being very smart and covert. What he's saying is, do you want me to big box the intro while I talk yeah. at the same time? Uh, <laughs> of course, of course.
0: Yes, we would love that, David. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll have to listen to it again, but I can send you a, a clip if you want me to do that for one of the episodes. I mean, Maybe when I return or something.
0: Yeah. I'm not going. To, I'm not going to say no to that. So definitely yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fantastic. Uh, That was really, really good. Um, I had a very, very good time. Uh, It was great to hear from both of you. Um, As we said, we did have to skip over a couple of different questions, uh, and I'm sure that we're going to have you back at some point, either individually, the two of you together or maybe even mixing it up a little bit maybe you can do something with Elliot or with Yanis so we'll have a a few play around with that we'll have to do Dan's Star Wars episode Um, but uh, for now I think we'll leave it here thank you both so so much for coming today uh, for taking the time to do it I know that particularly for you Dan uh, you had um, you're quite tired you've had quite a rough night didn't um, so, thank you so much for, you know, ploughing through that and still making it today, uh, and uh, that was really, really good, it, it was great to hear from you, and I think that when our kids listen to this in the future, they're going to get a lot of great advice and a lot of great insight about how we were, and how uh, how you guys were as well.
2: Well, it's been great, yeah, really enjoyed it too, and yeah. yeah. I've having... been up for 23 hours <laughs> so that's nice
1: Yeah, it's got okay. to sleep, mate. Yeah. if it
2: helps Dan <laughs> yeah. I got yeah, a really nice like night this of sleep part, last night. you
0: can just lie back and you can just fall asleep now <laughs> <laughs> we won't ask you to say anything else so just leave it playing yeah, and just... then at the end we'll let you know just you know, lie back, close your eyes don't worry <laughs> sorry.
2: sorry Bruno, you're going to have to edit my uh, 14 that's hour really. recording
0: <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> yeah but thanks for having us on it's yeah obviously i've listened to all the episodes that have been released so far and thoroughly enjoyed all of them i've learned a lot about both of you as well learned a few things i didn't know and a few surprises here and there Uh, i mean the cow shit really (laughs) stuck out to me bruno from the last one (laughs) throwing it to your friends that's definitely an eye-opener but yeah no i really appreciate the invitation and uh, i've really enjoyed spending some time with you guys
1: it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for, for uh, accepting said invitation. It's really wonderful knowing that you guys took time of your uh, of your busy day. And I'm not saying just for saying. I know we all been incredibly busy lately. So thank you so much for that. And thank you, Pedro, again for as always taking the time to do the the recording, man.
0: Yeah, no, an- absolutely. Thank you. That's
1: what we're here for. Excellent. So I guess I'll just do the, the outro now, now that we said goodbye to, to our dear, dear guests. Uh, so basically, you know, the drill, by this point, anything and all you want to uh, contact us, be it feedback, suggestions, just banter in general. You can write to us as contact at foreignersandfathers.com. We are in as many social media as we can manage at the moment. We're just a team of two guys, so cut us some slack. Uh, but we are on Facebook and Twitter at least as of recording this video I have a Twitch in which I occasionally stream I haven't done so for quite a while again because of the time but it's Maria Chief Viking so my, all my videos on demand are there be sure to, to check it out see if it's something maybe you'll like and if you could please rate and share the podcast in all your uh, podcast apps that really does help the show a lot Uh, So, it's on on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, uh, share, review, and do all those nice podcasty things. So, uh, do you want to do the the announcement for next week's uh, episode?
0: Sure, yeah. Uh, So next episode, uh, we have Martina and Holly back again uh, to talk about their pregnancy. So you'll remember that we left that episode kind of halfway through as well. Uh, We had both of them in. I think it was really, really good to have their perspective. So uh, we've had, in the meantime as well, received feedback from that first episode about the pregnancy, about some of the ways that pregnancy goes, at least in Portugal. So we'll be able to talk about that a little bit too uh, and discuss that feedback. So uh, yeah, tune in next week uh, to talk and to see um, uh, you know to hear Martina and Holly back again excellent and yeah in the meantime I think this is it for us today so yeah thank you very much Bruno and uh, uh, bye Bruno Dan David Uh, all (laughs) the best to all of you (laughs) and all our listeners as well yes
1: thank you so much and bye bye for me as well bye
0: yeah thank you bye bye bye